that's not really what I want to do. I mean, it's it, it's all of us, even in radio or in websites or maybe broadcast news, you're all kind of in this danger zone of not being obsolete, but just trying to struggle to figure out what your new world identity is. When I can go to Twitter and get all the news right now that's going to be broadcast later on the day, and I don't need to, to, to get a newspaper at my house every single morning at late at night because I get it all on my phone right now whenever I want it. I can be gratified instantly with... Uh, you know, any kind of info or 411 that I want on any subject via social media. We all have to be very careful about making sure that we stay relevant because it's an ever-changing world. All right, your take on what you've heard so far today, just give it to me raw. Well, I think it's it's fascinating. Your interview with Daniel Shirley, I thought was really good. Wow. Mainly because the numbers blew me away. Right. And it's, it's, it's one thing when you just hear the vague thing, oh, newspapers are dying. But when you hear Daniel Shirley say, our, you know, our subscription base is down 60,000 than, than what it used to be five, from 90, years 000. ago. Yeah. Right. From, yeah. From 90 to 30. So down 60,000. That's crazy. That's unreal. And so that was, had me really start thinking. And I know we always say newspapers are dying, but I think overall the whole media landscape is changing and you can, you can delve into it further just than newspapers. We're talking about local news and what the guys over at WYFF do and they all do a great job and we know them well. We like them a ton. But personally, from my generation, um, and Roy, we're not the same generation. I'm Generation that. X. Who are you? You're millennial. <laughs> I'm the, the generation everyone dislikes. The, the millennials. millennials. You yeah. and Zach. Yeah. I like you. I, 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 oh, thanks, Ben. I, I don't. I don't I like don't, one I don't like the phrase millennial. No. I don't like so then the, what are we technically? Like generation Z? I, I don't know. I'm XYZ? Generation X. I, I know who I am. So do, you are we know who you are? do you know who you are? I just I call know. you the cool no kids. No idea. The 20-somethings, let's say. All right. I don't, I don't know a single one of my friends that watches local news. And I don't think my generation watches local news at all. And heck, we don't read newspapers, which to me is sad too, because I love the newspaper and grew up with my dad reading every morning and my brother and I would fight over the sports page. That's what we did. But we don't watch local news. I, I think Ben was saying that he still does and still enjoys it. So maybe Wait, local news yeah, is next. What generation are you? Baby boomers? I, I forget. Tell me. I, I forget. I, I, I'm the lost generation. <laughs> <laughs> so ben, he's not he's really sure where he fits He's a tweener. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he's sitting up, sitting on the fence yeah. as always. But he still watches it. You do you watch it? I do watch it, and um, you know I, I I guess I watch it because I I know the, the people that are on yeah, it, and sure. I, I and I kind of grew up with them, and, and I, they do I, a real good job. They do a really good job. The the question is does does that continue over the course of the next ten to twenty or thirty years? And I think the shelf life there is much more reasonable than mm -hmm. newspapers because that format is. Uh, can blend itself enough to where you you can watch it on your phone and you can do it. You can you know get the gist of what's happening there, uh, you know, very easily as opposed to to newspapers themselves, where it's just this stagnant thing and you're going to get it in time and that sort of thing. So I I, I think it's it is versatile enough to mm -hmm. where it probably doesn't go away. But I I think think about what we talk about right now with Sports Center on ESPN. We used to all live and die and eat and breathe and sleep with Sports Center because it's highlights and this is where I go to get it. I, I still watch it, but now it's a, it's almost completely different than what it started out being, and that's because they're trying to adjust to give people more of what they want in 2017 compared to what we wanted in 1995. Now it's more opinion-driven. Mm -hmm. Now it's more of these compelling personalities, these polarizing people like Stephen A. Smith that move the needle, whether we like them or not. 
you, you kind of do that because he's giving you opinions that you can't get elsewhere and, and you either love him or hate him and most people don't like him, but yet you're, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of watching. So, I mean, that, that's already changing in what was our typical sports news broadcast. That that has changed there. So, I mean, why wouldn't we think that it that trickles down to local news? And maybe in some instances it already has and we're just not aware of it. And that's one thing. You bring up local news. I think local news will always have a place. It will always exist because... The general kind of bland product that you maybe get from an ESPN or a big conglomerate, a Fox, a Yahoo or whatever, most likely doesn't apply to what you go through day to day. doesn't apply to your community and people you know, high school football, that kind of thing, even Clemson stuff. I think local news will always have a place and people want local content. And that's why we exist, right? And why people right. like listening to us is because it's people who live and work here who talk about things that matter to us. We're not going to talk about you know, West Coast sports, most for the most part, that kind of thing, or what's happening in the Big Apple. We, we don't really care. We talk about what we care about. I'm just fascinated that you just admitted on air you don't watch local news. And it, it was no. just like, it, it was a very casual, very common. I never very, have. You never have. Well, I think, <laughs> growing, you might know this too, but growing up, my parents didn't want me to watch it because a lot of it is, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, who shot who, that kind of thing. It can yeah. be gruesome. And so I didn't really grow up on it. I always watched SportsCenter. But once Twitter kind of took over, my Twitter is my newspaper. I, I, I think it's it mine is. too, yeah, honestly. I think it's a lot of ours. It's, it's mine too, maybe yeah. less than yours, but still prevalent. Yeah, for part of what I consume news-wise is, is from Twitter. It's a big part. I wake up in the morning. I watch WIFF. I, I, usually before I'm out of bed. Mm-hmm. And then I'm usually laying there checking Twitter to see, you know, what stupid thing some athlete did last night. Um, now, let me ask you this. I am very surprised that, that you don't know, friend, don't have friends who watch the local news. Do you think if you would have grown up with it, if your parents would not have done that, number one, mm -hmm. or and if you would have grown up in this area, area where you are more attached to what happens here locally, do, yeah. Does that influence you at all? It probably does. That has to be a factor. Because I live in Anderson. I am very connected to that mm -hmm. city. I love, love, love you where I You were voted Mr. Anderson one year. Wrong. <laughs> uh, that that was Not the other right. Ben. That was Ben Bulware. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Who was also from Confuse y'all, yeah. But, so I'm very connected. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know what happened in my, where I live. And so we're going to give Kelly a free pass there. Well, I, so I just wondered factor, if there's any inf if that influences you at all. If I grew up, I grew up in Austin. If I still lived there, I would not watch the local news. I, even my friends, I have a lot of friends who grew up in South Carolina, grew up in this area, Greenville area, went to Clemson. Do not watch local news. All right, and so and so the the implication is there. It goes back to the story that I told last week and again mm -hmm. earlier today. I was able to get every story that I saw in the local news last week word for word basically three hours before the broadcast because i subscribed to their twitter feed and so as they went through every single story i was like check mm -hmm. saw that copy got that one got that one and so it just kind of occurred to me sitting there well wait a second i know all these stories i want to get the weather and yeah i want to watch my buddies do their sports because they do a fantastic job but what was the point of me watching for the first 15 minutes there mm -hmm. when I already knew all of this content and we just kind of sat in the living room, looked at each other. Abby and I were like, well, I, I don't know. Right. And, and so that, that's kind of the point as well with newspapers. By the time you get it, the, the news is you, you've already learned about the news. Part of it is the timing. You already know. And that's why newspapers, I mean, when your print deadline is 10 PM, you're not going to get the Spurs Rockets score. And that's frustrating for a newspaper 
you know, consumer and, and is, you might just deem it not worth your time. But I think, so let's say Ben says he wakes up and turns on the local news and he might go to sleep with the local news on. Mm-hmm. No one my generation does that. I don't turn on the TV when I wake up. She's on Netflix. All I, well, yeah, I mean, we watch a lot of Netflix, but I go to bed. Last thing I check, if I check something is Twitter or Facebook. And the first thing I check is Twitter or Facebook. I don't turn on my TV. I, the only time I watch TV, actual mm-hmm. terrestrial TV is for sporting events, live sporting events. Yeah. The rest of it is maybe I'm on Hulu, I'm on Netflix, maybe I'm watching a show live, maybe, but that's rare. I just think that my generation's going going farther away from the linear t- TV consumption and going here to my yeah. to the smartphone. Oh I'm yeah, I'm watching right a game on my phone or okay. my tablet. Okay. There was a story last night, something that happened in Anderson, that actually I saw Fox Carolina post a video on Facebook, a, a live video of something happening, and so I watched that for a minute. And then that made me watch their 10 o'clock broadcast because I wanted to hear them expand on that and talk about it on the broadcast. So I th- I think they are, in that situation, I am the target they are shooting for. They're using social media to drive people to watch them on TV. But I, I really, on- honestly, I haven't even considered what your generation and how you consume that. It's all online is what you're telling me. And maybe part of it too is the fault of our generation is maybe we're not as plugged in. Maybe we just don't care enough to to really delve into a story and figure out the details. Maybe we don't think we have time or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I think, and I think a lot of people my age would agree. It's, it's pretty much online based. Get a couple of phone calls. Jeff, our good friend, joins us next. Jeff, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hi, Roy. How you doing? Doing well, buddy. Hope you are. I'm good. Um, I have a question, and I know um, I, 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 I hear all of the discussion and everything, and I know that you guys love Twitter, but what is really the advantage of a, of a reporter um, working in newspaper or TV or radio or whatever? What is their real reason to post up on Twitter? I mean, yeah, being first is cool, but it doesn't really get you anything. It doesn't make you any money. Um, are they killing themselves by trying to be first on everything and not driving them to their respective media outlets? I I think there is some truth to what you said there at the end. The purpose, I think, of posting it on Twitter is to be a part of the buzz. That's where the activity is occurring right now with breaking news, and that's even outside of sports. If you're able to post... Oh yeah, killing your own product? Yeah, that's part of the problem. They have to to blame themselves. Right, well... Until they can figure out a way to make money off of it, whether by putting, you know, if it's a video, by putting a commercial in front of the video before you watch it. Um, But if it's just words... There's no way that you can monetize that. That is a major issue, and, and it's the chicken or the right. egg theory. What what comes first, right? I mean, you, you, you're trying to break news and go where all the activity is, but you're also trying to monetize it, and, and it's like you, 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 nobody's really figured out how to do them both at the same time. That that That's the problem. That's right. the conundrum here. Right. So if you're a station manager or a newspaper editor that's in charge of everything, why do you want your people on Twitter? Why not just say, hey, no more Twitter stuff, it, you know, tease it to our newspaper, tease it to our uh, broadcast, but don't give out any details. Jeff, we're with you. And what, I, what would happen? What would happen if that were to go? Well, I, you know, I, I think you lose the buzz. You, you're not where everybody is. You're, you're talking where nobody is listening. And, and so, 
You know, that that's well, right now. OK, if, if Mark Beaufort goes out and posts something, um, you know, he's taken away viewers from his uh, from his TV show. I don't think he's taking if he's if he's if he's posting highlights online. What's the reason to go on uh, watch the TV show where all the commercials are? Well, part of the reason you do it again because that's where everybody is. That's where everybody is connected with their phones, right or wrong. That's just how it's worked out so far. And so the theory is there. Hey, here's our highlights. By the way, we've got more coming up with our five thirty sportscast. We'll see you then. So I mean, you 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 also talk about, hey, this is what we're doing at our actual media entity with our publication, with our television station, with our broadcast, and the hope is that you get some people trickling over. But the, the issue is, Jeff, is, is Twitter and social media is where everybody is at, and that's where a voice gets heard the quickest and maybe arguably the best way right now. And so the question is, how do you take that where nobody money is being made, and then how do you monetize it with your current setup? And and really, nobody has done that at a level that is uh, being able to be duplicated easily across all these different companies. Nobody's figured it out yet, really. Right, I understand that. So why not, again, just tell your reporters, hey, don't post anything on Twitter. Well, then nobody's li looking at what you're doing. I mean, that's I, I don't know how else well, to explain then, but it. They'll, but, they'll, but they'll go to the TV. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, there's, there's, no reason, there's no reason to be first. Well, I still think there's value in that, and I still think people want to be first, and they want to be identified as first, and that's one of the ways you can do it on social media. Yeah, but you can't make any money that way. Right now, you can't. I'm with you. We appreciate it. I mean, we're kind of talking in circles there. I mean, right. everybody's here on social media. That, that's where people are talking about. The buzz is created. Things go viral, and then you've got everything else over here. Jeff's point is valid. We haven't figured out how to monetize it just yet. But uh, you know, what, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? How do you get it to happen? Yeah, no, I mean, I understand Jeff's point. You're almost in competition with yourself because right. you're, you're kind of hurt. I mean, I get the point. And, but and some the, media companies have said, okay, we're, we're going to limit what we do now on Twitter, right? But or we're going to clickbait. You almost, need, you almost need collusion between everybody where we all say we're not doing that anymore because we're all killing ourselves. All it takes is one person to 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 post, and then all of a sudden they're the they're the one that's scooping everybody else, and you're back to where we are right now. That's correct. I agree. I think it's you can't put it back. I mean, we already kind of broke the mold. We already put everything on Twitter, and so if someone doesn't put their article or whatever on Twitter, you're losing you're losing eyes. And if you don't put it online, I'm not going to see it. My generation's not going to see it, and you lose. A thousands and thousands of readers and listeners. That is a powerful message right there, and one that I have not heard. That just makes me angry that well, she doesn't watch I'm TV. Sorry. That's where it is. I'm sorry. Oh, that's bullcrap. Yes. Coach. Aren't we supposed to watch less TV, right? That's no. true. That's but, what but, I was always told. But we're watching less TV and a lot more of our phones. No, that's what but I'm reading. I'm, I'm, I'm reading important, you know, words. Right. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> They're watching stupid cat videos on yes. their screen. That's what they're doing. You're not fooling anybody. Kelly, thank you. I appreciate your perspective. Thanks for having me. We'll step aside. Uh, final break coming up. Final segment after this. Stay tuned. I'm a donut nut. I'm a donut nut. I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Hi, I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donut Company in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Drop by for a delicious donut and a cup of coffee. And remember, raise money for your club, church, or group of worthy cause. Sell Krispy Kreme donuts. Call Anderson and Spartanburg Krispy Kreme. I'm a donut nut. I'm a donut nut. I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. 
Bart Ray with Integra Bank Mortgage is a Clemson grad and can help you with a mortgage, refinancing, or construction to perm. Call Art at 653-9999. Integra Bank Mortgage. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 4638013. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them with its powerful technology. ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, over 80% of jobs on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just one day. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Used by businesses of all sizes, ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com score. That's ZipRecruiter.com score. For your free trial, ZipRecruiter.com score. No matter where you're going, you'll see hundreds of convenience stores along your route. What sets Locomart in Clemson apart? Quality gasoline at awesome prices? Yes. Rewards to help you save even more money? Yes. But you'll also find a huge craft beer selection at Locomart that you wouldn't find at a normal convenience store. There's only one stop you need to make. Locomart on Old Greenville Highway and Highway 123. Proudly locally owned and operated. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. When choosing a lawyer, you need someone who knows the law, will take your legal needs seriously, and deliver excellent results. That lawyer is David Green. The Green Law Firm can successfully handle probate issues, estate planning, small business management, income tax returns, and any issue with the IRS. Get the results you're entitled to. For a free consultation, call the Green Law Firm at 271-7940 or go online at greenlaw.org. Since 1902, Carrier has been a leader in producing the most advanced heating and air systems in the world. For 25 years, Carolina Heating Services has been providing top-quality heating and air conditioning services in the upstate. Today, the new Carrier Infinity Heating and Cooling System represents the best that both have to offer. For a limited time, Carolina Heating is giving away a free AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Services at 864-232-5684 for your free system. At Carolina Heating Service, comfort matters. They're dedicated to making sure your house, office, or business is comfortable any time of the year. Regular maintenance is the best way to prevent breakdowns, especially when the weather is at its worst. The trusted technicians at Carolina Heating Service can keep your system running smoothly. And what better way to stay comfortable than with this limited-time offer, a free carrier AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Service today, 864-232-5684. Roy Philpott on WCCP. Fourth quarter's coming up from Death Valley. Second half is underway. Ten seconds, and it can't stop now. Nebraska's out of timeouts, and Clemson has indeed proved itself to be the number one team in all of college football. Here's the end of the game. Are we finished? Done. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Our final segment of the show... Walt up to the road rage coming up as soon as we're done here in about 15 minutes. Ramona already working at a fever pitch behind me. 
Uh, she's typing out something. She's editing audio or doing something. It looks very important. Much more important than our little show today. <laughs> and look, we've gotten texts that run the gamut about this topic. Phil Pot, this is awful. College football return. I can't listen to this anymore. I, I get it. it. It's not for everybody. And every show I do is not for everyone. And every show that we do here is not the same. And we've got other people that you know are very intrigued by it, that are interested in it. I, I respect all of your opinions. I, I got no beef with you saying this is not my deal. This is not my cup of tea. It isn't everyone's, but I guarantee you this. It will impact you at some point in time. It already has. So, you know, on May 10th, I think we can get away with this a little bit more than what we can do on September 10th when we're all trying to figure out how Kelly Bryant's going to rush for 390 yards against Kevin Seals' Auburn defense. And he will, by the way. So I appreciate that. And, and I, you know, uh, no grudges, no issues with anybody that enjoys this or doesn't enjoy it. it it's, it's the nature of this format. In an opinion-driven field like this, uh, you know, this, this, this is what you get. So... Uh, no beef with anybody, and I appreciate your opinion and respect uh, each and every one of them for the most part, except the ones that uh, comment about my height, which I completely disagree with. And uh, shame on you for for making this a personal deal. I, I don't like it at all. That includes you too, upper management. Yeah. Well, how can you? You, you? you can't. It's okay not to like it, but you can't disagree with it. <laughs> <laughs> I true. mean, you're being true. honest. I, yeah, I, I don't like it, but that's true. I really can't disagree with it. I, I just disagree that it, it's put out there. I disagree that I'm not six <laughs> two. If I was 6'2", I, I would be a point guard in the NBA right now. I, I would have probably be concluding a career. <laughs> no. I would have, I would be concluding a career that saw me average about 10.5 points, shoot about uh, 42% from three-point range, and probably would have been uh, tossed out of games via ejections, I don't know, probably 16 or 17 times in a 10-year career. But, of course, that's not the case. Uh, anyways, I appreciate our guests coming on and talking with us today, including Kelly, including Mark Dofer, and Daniel Shirley whose numbers continue to be very staggering. Uh, base, and that, that's really what drove this deal. And when he gave us that intelligence, uh, I mean, I, I was completely stunned and floored. And it just speaks to just, you know, again, how things uh, are changing and how they'll continue to change. They are. And what we th here, here's what kind of blows my mind is what we think things will look like five years from now yeah. is probably not accurate. Right. I mean, and what I think it looks like five years from now is kind of scary. It's probably going to be much different than even that. Correct. 654-7627 if you want to talk about it. The Northland Communication phone lines, 654-ROAR. Also on the text line, 986-1566 and via Twitter at Roy Philpott, uh, at Ben Milstead. So it's one of those deals where you have the show, you talk about all these things, and you really come to the conclusion that you're not solving any major problem. Gamecock Paul says, Philpot, I'm 5'5". Five, five. I got your back, LOL. No, I, I'm towering over you on a good day. Not every day, but on a good day, I am. <laughs> Which horse were you on in the Kentucky Derby? Oh, stop. Just, oh, just no, curious. no, 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 no. That's, I mean, if you're 5'5". Five, no, five. no, but I'm not 5'5". Five, five. Okay, just stop it right now. Just stop it right now. Don't look at me like that. I am not. I am not. You will not look at me like that. Okay. <laughs> I'll play your silly oh game. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Was the mud bad on the track there at the Derby? I want to take this football and just throw it right through the plexiglass in front of us. I would love to do that. All right, is this so we got Dot up with us next? Yeah. That's who's up with us. Six five four Roar Dot joins us. Dot, uh, welcome to the show. You call, you call me Dot. 
Yes. Yeah, what did you say your name was? Scott. 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 <laughs> See, I, I'm sorry. I asked no, him. Tw- I asked him twice, and I still I'm got sorry. it wrong. I'm sorry. You give me a dot there. That's good. Sorry, Scott. I, I think, yeah, I, I, you can tell it's a slow sports moment on 105.5. But I think the thing is that what the last the, the last uh, text you just had that came in is that every segment y'all have here lately, y'all been talking about this, and after a while, it, it does get kind of it's not important to us as it is as as it is important to y'all uh, because every every one of the shows is about this topic and after a while it's kind of like it is what it is well that's just not true and that's not accurate every segment today hasn't been about it nor was it even yesterday when we spent probably three or four segments on it and there some variety is needed scott but i think if you're listening well, not, not, i think not, if you're paying not, attention not, i i think you you, you hear not, what i'm, I'm saying not just talking. i'm not just talking about you and i i mean i know you can always say the and I'm not. I'm really not disgruntled because I'm a. I'm a loyal listener, and I'm going to listen to it no matter what. But sure. I think. I think what it comes down to is that it's just that because every, each one of the shows have been talking about this topic, whether it's Mickey, whether it's um, Walt, whether it's all of they're talking about the, the media, and it's. I guess it's and, and maybe I'm rare. Maybe it's just not a big deal to most of us to hear it, but I know it's a slow slow time in sports. And we're looking forward when football does start back and other, especially the baseball gets fired up and we can get a little excited about Clemson sports instead of just talking about what's going on with Twitter and media. All right, Scott, we hear you, buddy, and we thank you for it. I mean, I I guess it kind of hits closer to home when people lose their jobs in this market, you know. I I guess that's why multiple shows are spending time talking about it. It's people that we know and follow, and uh, times are changing, and so it becomes a prominent topic. Well, we, just, did, we did talk Clemson Louisville today, though. We and something else that. we can blame ESPN for. Hey, stop it. <laughs> I mean, we really. They, I've heard they, enough of that garbage yeah, already, that, too. I mean, that started last week, and, yeah. and uh, you know, and then with the Anderson Independent stuff this week. Right. So I mean, it, it is something that's actually happening. I feel fairly confident in throwing that out there. But no, I, I'm with you. And, and truth be told, hey, we'd rather be talking about Clemson Auburn right now than some of this stuff, too. But it's, it's something that doesn't occur for another five months. So we're all just kind of waiting for it to get here. In the meantime, we do talk about the NBA playoffs. We do talk about Clemson baseball. We do preview and overanalyze and overcook the ham at the quarterback position. What we think could be happening here under center. And we'll continue to bang that drum as we go through the course of the summer. One more call today. Bruno's up with us next. Hey, Bruno. Hey, how you doing? Very well. Tell him, Bruno. In my own mind, I'm there already, Bruno. I mean, you think, oh, yeah, I can just walk onto the court and, you know, bank a few shots. And I mean, come on. <laughs> we hear you, big dog. We hear you loud and clear. In my mind, I'm there, though. I don't care what you say. You got anything else for us, buddy? Come on, man. All right. We hear you. Thank you, Bruno. You guys, try not to call from a from a car phone, please. I mean, from a... Bluetooth in your car. Is that what that was? Yeah, it's it's horrible. There's a little don't, bit of a delay. Just don't. Is do that, that included in the courtesy message when people call in? Yeah, and say no Bluetooth. Because here's what happens: when we're talking and you're not talking, most cars now they it starts turning up your microphone, looking for your voice. That's what. And so that you is. hear all this garbage in you the hear background. The feedback. It just just pick up the phone, put it to your ear. Come on, people. Yeah, but I agree with Bruno. You're not. 
See, the, the great thing is you can make that claim because you'll never be 6'2", so you can't ever be... You can't prove me wrong. can't prove you wrong. Right. That's exactly That's, right. It's brilliant, really, if you think about it. Well, I thought most of the show today was brilliant, even if some people disagree. Yeah, well, you know, it's not... <laughs> If we talked all Clemson, not everybody would like that. You talked all South Carolina, right. not everybody would like. It's just it. It is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Boston, Washington tonight. It is Game Five. Series is tied at two games apiece. It's back in Beantown. Has this series gone on for two weeks? It has, God and it'll go on me. for another month and a half. And I like Boston tonight to claim the three to two series lead. And I think, I think the Celtics end up winning this thing in seven. And it's going to be a little prickly because the two teams don't like each other. But I, I like Boston and Cleveland coming up in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm going Boston to win tonight over John Wall. And uh, I, I think it happens. But I will be watching, and we will be talking about it tomorrow. And, and Ben, I expect you to watch, and I trust that you will be because you care too. Yeah, I will watch that. They look That just looks like two very even, evenly matched teams I like to me. some Isaiah Thomas, man. I'm pulling for IT because I want him to win in his sister's honor, who just recently passed away in a tragic car accident. You like him because he's short. <laughs> I do like him because he's short, yes. Yes. 29 I, I, points per game this year at 5'8". I like him because it it does make him even more of an underdog, and you like to pull for the underdog. But you know, but then when I look at Washington, you remember how bad they were? I mean, like... Two I, years ago. They were awful. Yeah, and I mean, when they were the, when they were the, the bullets, they were, uh, they were just horrible. They've been awful for like three decades. Yeah, so it's you know they've they've quietly improved. Are you a Wizards a fan? Are you like an undercover Dutch Coleman here? No, but it's a team that you can run down the NBA list of teams and just skip over them because oh well, that's Washington, right? I mean we know they stink. They've quietly. It's like the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, same deal. Or the Atlanta or, Braves. <laughs> Unfortunately, <stop. laughs> Clippers were that way. In the in the west, and the Clippers are going to be that way next year. Yeah, Lake Griffin they're, they're going three play They're going back down. They definitely are going back down. I'm going to watch that tonight. We'll talk more about it on the show tomorrow. Working on a uh, couple of guests tomorrow. We'll get back to college football on the show tomorrow as well as we continue to count you down until the start of the upcoming season. And by the way, it's going to be here before you know it. And about two months out for media days getting underway, which is always fun, especially in the middle of the summer, post July four. You're ready for it, and it will all be here uh, before you know it. Meantime, you can check us out on Twitter, which is what we've been talking about for the majority <laughs> of the show. <laughs> at Roy Philpott, at Ben Milstead, at 105.5 The Roar. You should do that as soon as we're done here. Yeah, we, we don't charge you to listen here or on Twitter. That's true. There you go. That's true. Uh, but good stuff today. Appreciate Daniel Shirley joining us.